Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. What's going on, MD Nation? Welcome back to this Friday night edition of the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Of course, it is the MD's DFS contest and lock bets of the weekend for tonight. And of course, as always, I'm your host, Dan Mater, joined here with Chris Dowhauer. Chris, how you feeling today? We have, we missed you on uh, Wednesday, man. Yeah, I was fighting some sniffles there. Um, I'm doing pretty good. This is the one of the weeks that I really appreciate DFS. We have all these injuries. In DFS, you can find value versus if you're playing a fantasy league like I am in other standard leagues. It's been a pain in the butt because you got hurt guys every left and right, and it's hard to kind of fill your lineups. But DFS is always options. That's the beauty of it, isn't it? No bye weeks, no injuries that you have to worry about. Everything is available to you that is available anyway for our our, our DFS contest is, the, of course, the main one, which is 1 o'clock and 4 o'clock games, not the Sunday night game or the Monday night game or anything like that. But we have six teams on by, so it does limit the player pool to some degree, which is limiting some of the contrarian plays that you can make. So hopefully today we'll be able to help you guys out with some values that we were able to find on top of some great lineups that hopefully will be tournament winning. Uh, before we get started, I want to give a shout out to the winner of week six, Huggy Bear. Huggy Bear was the winner of week six. We have sent a message out on DraftKings to Huggy Bear to let them know that they were the winner. And they will get a free week of easy sports betting data. They don't get back to us this week. We'll give them a free week next week. Doesn't matter. That will hopefully allow them to find many options to win money. Again, the easy sports betting data, what it does, it gives you eight different ways to bet on every single game with data trending in one direction or another so you know where to place your bets at. And if you don't want to have to win a tournament, you don't have to. You can go to BelletFantasySports.com and for $16.50 for the week, you can get what is a sure investment at the end of the day. But we give one away for free when you win. We also make sure that your name becomes eligible for the monthly giveaway that we do. So we're in the month of October. So Huggy, Huggy Bear right now is actually the only eligible name because I won the first two weeks. And I don't put my name in. 
So right now, Huggy Bear is the only eligible name for the championship football giveaway from championshipfootballs.com by Mr. Chaz Flaherty, who will be on the show in the second half to talk about the block bets of the weekend. So we have, what is it, this week and next week, because we do have October 31st is on next Sunday. So there's two more chances to try to get your name eligible for the championship football giveaway at the end of the month. And it's for free. Again, this contest is for free. All we want is your participation in our DFS contest. And maybe you check out the show when you have an opportunity to do so. And maybe we'll help you try to win some games and try to win some championships along the way if you do. Always follow us on social media at Show. Subscribe to the MD's Fantasy Football Show YouTube channel. And make sure you check out BellyUpFantasySports.com because I have my weekly rankings updated there. Although I will have a lot to update tonight because the injuries were off the hook this week along with the bye week. So there's a lot of things we'll be changing from my initial ranks that came in on Wednesday night. So Chris, as we normally do, let's kick this bad boy off talking about your lineup, the values that you saw, and your ultimate prize winning try. So one of the things I want to make sure I do this week is make sure I lock down the quarterback position. There's a lot of odd matchups to kind of pick through and sort of sift through. So I decided to spend my money and spend $8,400, which I still think is a value, on Patrick Mahomes versus the Tennessee Titans. Um, the Titans coming off a, a horrendous effort versus Buffalo. We saw Josh Allen light them up. We also know that we had lost another secondary player on that defense. So they're going to be basically Swiss cheese back there. Tyreek Hill is expected to play. Travis Kelsey is expected to play. So Patrick Mahomes to me for $8,400, I'm riding it. It's the highest over-under of the weekend. You're paying up for a quarterback. Did you stack him? I did not stack him. You did not stack him. That's very interesting. Usually when you're going to pay up for a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes in this matchup, it means you're stacking with either Tyreek Hill or Travis Kelsey. So I'm very intrigued to see why you didn't stack him. Go ahead. So I try to spread my value out to other positions. And at the running back position, I went with um, – Henderson at $6,300. I love him. I'm sorry, not Henderson. Um, I have the wrong name here. Sorry, I start off with the, uh, one of the guys. I went off with DeAndre, DeAndre Swift for the Rams for $6,000. Ah. Um, I love the matchup. Uh, DeAndre's been kind of you know struggling running the ball, but he's been scoring touchdowns, and he's always involved in the passing game. And we know that this Rams offense should be able to put points up easily versus the Detroit defense. So I think Detroit's been playing catch-up most of this game. They're down most of their pass catchers. So it's DeAndre Swift, you know, Hawkinson, and that's about all they really have in this passing game. So I'm riding DeAndre Swift for $6,000 for the Rams. Is it possible that the Lions will be in garbage time after the first quarter of this game? I mean, I think it's extremely possible. We just saw what <laughs> we just we just saw what Detroit did to the Giants this past week. Um, so I think not Detroit, um, that the Rams did to the Giants this past week. Right. I think it's going to be a repeat situation really easily. I think that's what you're gunning for here. First of all, $6,000 is a great value for DeAndre Swift, who has dominated the passing targets. I mean, Jamal Williams has not been involved in the passing game at all since week one. That's it. After that point, he's been the first and second down basher, if you will, who doesn't even take all the red zone work, hasn't been involved much in the passing game. DeAndre Swift, people don't realize this because his utilization has still been kind of close to Jamal Williams, but his utilization the past two weeks, he's played more than more than double, I should say, more than double the snaps of a Jamal Williams. He's been essentially the lead back. Now, Williams has still been getting double-digit carries to take away some of the load from DeAndre Swift, but all we care about in DraftKings is the PPR points, and in this matchup, I think there's a chance here. We're talking about 10 targets for DeAndre Swift, who's pretty much been a, a baby Alvin Kamara essentially this entire season. 
Yeah, I mean, and get two touchdowns, whether it's through the air or on the ground. He's heavily involved in the red zone, so not opportunity just for pass catching option, options. He actually had a lot of op- opportunities to score some touchdowns as well. And keep in mind, garbage time is a very valuable standpoint for a fantasy football player. His last two touchdowns last two weeks came in garbage time. Who cares? It all counts. It all matters. A good chance that happens again this week. So for $6,300 versus the Miami Dolphins, I'm riding Cordell Patterson. That was my other running back that I had the name spelled wrong for some reason. I combined two names there. Because um, I originally had Henderson, and I switched it up on Patterson because I just love the value. If we Patterson's, could combine them, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, well, I, I want Patterson over Henderson for one big reason, and I started looking at the pass receptions. Patterson, just because he's so heavily involved in this offense, whether it is the red zone, whether it is in receiving the ball, he's going to get the ball one way or another. And you love it, or it's a 31st-ranked defense in the Dolphins uh, against the you know running back position. I think this is a great play, $6,300. Come back off the bye. I think he's going to be, you know, schemed to continue to get the ball. And I really like his opportunity versus defense. Yeah, I was talking about this a little bit, both on uh, Tuesday night and Wednesday night. Now, of course, I was talking about from a a redraft season long perspective, but it still applies here. If you're worried about Cordell Patterson losing momentum coming out of the bye, I wouldn't be. Even though everyone's telling you the same thing over and over again, right? His utilization does not hold up for his productivity to sustain the level it's been having, which is true. But here's the thing. Even if he comes back down to earth a little bit, he has a distinct role within this offense that's not going to go away. And he is a playmaker, something the Atlanta Falcons don't have a lot of, especially coming out of that backfield with Mike Davis. So yeah, he will continue to be involved in that capacity. And because he is explosive, especially in the passing game, and they use him all around, I think he's great for DFS because, again, his price was, what, $5,000? 6300 6300 is. Okay, so that, that is a big difference. But still, going into this match because the Miami Dolphins, who have not been very good against the, uh, receiving running backs, and even though the Dolphins are expected to get a lot of players back this week, and they actually are. Xavier Harris will be back. Byron Jones will be back. Some of the linebackers will be back. They still weren't good even when they were healthy, especially against receiving backs. This game, when we get to my lineup, we're going to talk about this game again. This game, I think, has a sneaky chance to be a shootout game, at least to some level, because you have two defenses that have really struggled this season and offenses that do have playmakers heading into this matchup. Absolutely, and you have clear, exploitable matchups that you can kind of attack on both sides of the ball as well. So I think it is a great game to kind of look at. And, you know, I like the fact that you said you're going to talk about it a little more later. Um, so my receiver position, I'm going with Chris Godwin. $5,900. Now, I know Godwin's been kind of down a little bit since that, you know, first week. Uh, hasn't really been active in the red zone. He's been getting the possessions. He's, you know, doing well on PPR purposes. So, you got that floor. I like the upside opportunity. You have a lot of banged-up situation for Tampa Bay. You have Antonio Brown out. You have Gronk not playing again this week. Um, so, through the funneling of targets, and by the way, you know, playing against a defense that in Chicago whose slot corner has been exploited almost the entire season, you have a great matchup opportunity for a guy that's an upside and as I said a wonderful floor as well $5,900 no Antonio Brown with Chris Godwin that's what it boils down to this is the heaviest passing attack in the NFL with Tom Brady and now you have target consolidation no Gronk no Brown all surrounding Mike Evans and Chris Godwin I'll throw this one in there if you want to go full contrarian play a real cheap play 
Tyron Johnson might be a guy you want to consider because he'll come in as a third receiver for the Bucs too, just somebody to kind of throw out there along with that. But $5,900 for Chris Godwin, knowing his ability is ridiculous. And I'll give you one more caveat. Chris Godwin is in the top five of red zone opportunities for wide receivers. So while he hasn't necessarily converted in that area, he's getting his chances. And now you take Antonio Brown out of the mix. I expect big games for both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin being a hell of a steal at $5,900. Yeah, and like I said, the best matchup versus the Bears defense. Jalen Johnson's a pretty good corner and has been matched up against some of the outside receivers. He does not go into the slot. And the other two corners for the Chicago Bears team are highly exploitable. So we talked about a little bit this game about earlier about the Dolphins Atlanta game. So I'm going to go back to the well in this game, and I'm going with Jalen Waddle versus Atlanta for $5,600. Um, it's clear that this is a guy who's going to be heavily involved in their offense. This is a guy that we see too has a connection with both in college and as a pro now. Um, the Dolphins receiving course a little bit banged up. Devontae Parker is due to come back, but I don't think it really affects Jalen Waddle too much because one of the things you definitely can attack against his Atlanta defense is their slot corner. I'm going for guys who I've seen already have a pattern have been giving up big plays. They lost Isaiah Oliver, and since then, Atlanta's basically been giving up second-most points to the slot receiver this year. Um, so I'm loving Jalen Waddle. I think he's going to have a chance to have a lot of volume. I'm hoping for a big play here and there. Yeah, I mean, Devontae Parker's expected to play in this game, but I don't think that's really going to matter too much. Uh, Jalen Waddle has been utilized as the featured wide receiver, as the security blanket, whether it's been Jacoby Brissett or to attack Lavoa. It has not mattered either way. There's no running game in Miami. None. Zero. Zip. Zip. It's frustrating as all hell if you have Miles Gaskin, but for Tua Tagalavoa and Jalen Waddle, it's great because now Tua is in a position where he's throwing the ball around 40 times a game, maybe even a little bit more depending upon the game script of how that's going. So now you have Waddle who's in a position to get double-digit targets in a PPR league at an affordable price. And with Devontae Parker back, if anything... While it might take away a few targets, it might actually help him out and get some room within that slot position as well, be able to attack all levels of the field. The beauty part of this is that Mike Kosicki has not really infringed on the involvement that Waddle has had over the middle of the field either. Because believe it or not, if you actually look at Mike Kosicki's utilization right now, he's been lining up more so as an outside wide receiver than he has an inline tight end. And it's been a drastic difference as well. So that's why Waddle's been able to operate freely within the middle of the field. I think Miami Dolphins are actually going to be a pass-first, heavy pass team heading into this particular matchup. So yeah, Waddle's one of those guys that has a very safe floor. And while we haven't seen it yet, he is a guy who has the ability for a playmaking. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. He's explosive. He can make big plays. He does have speed. So any one given matchup could be the one. This could be that one. But you love the volume here. I love the uh, Jalen Waddle play. So a bit of my contrarian play, but I'm going with, like I said, matchups that are highly exploitable. I have Allen Robinson for $5,100 in my third receiver. Ooh, ooh, um, ooh, I think Allen Robinson's on you. I I think he's due. Um, and I also think that he can Tampa Bay. Due for a while. He has been due for a while. But they haven't <laughs> played Tampa Bay either. A team that's basically on their seventh corner out there. Um, and it's going to, like you talked about, the passing game. They're going to put up points. Chicago can't sit there and run the ball all the time versus Tampa Bay defense. And they're going to have to throw the ball. I think Al Robinson is going to be that guy that has the opportunity to kind of have his big game. I like him having a bounce back, like I said. $5,100, I'm worth. I'm willing to take that risk. I'd rather pay down for Darnell Mooney, who I've ranked higher than Allen Robinson at $4,600, quite frankly. They're, he's the one they're taking the shots with. And I look back to that Eagles game. 
Jalen Hurts is not a good quarterback, but right now he's a better one than Justin Fields is. And I look at that as very similar to what we expect out of the Bears offense in this one. Meaning, Quez Watkins, who had the better game as the wide receiver, plays more of the Darnell Mooney role. So that's what I would look to go to. I look at Darnell Mooney at $4,600. I would not be on the Allen Robinson at $5,100. Well, like I said, you talked about a very few contrarian plays, and this is my worst, like the matchup as well. It's, it's and I very think he's contrarian. Too. <laughs> well, I'll eat it if I have to. Um, at the tight end position, I'm going Ricky Seals Jones. I just love the value versus Green Bay, $3,700. It's probably the cheapest tight end you can find. It's still going to be able to produce there out there for you. And it's also guaranteed to have a floor. We see him heavily involved in this Washington offense. Henneke loves to throw the ball to the tight end. He's one of their top red zone targets as well. Um, they still have struggled. The first team was not going to play again this week. You have at, at Gibson, who's kind of banged up. Uh, you figure Jaden McKissick was out there active last week, but it didn't really hurt Ricky Seals-Jones' productivity. So Ricky Seals-Jones versus the Green Bay secondary, which is questionable at best. I'm liking the matchup. I'm like loving the price tag. Yeah, the price tag is the big key here. It's, it's rare that you can get $3,700 for a tight end who's seeing A-plus targets in any given game. Uh, last week, he was actually 3300 which is why he was in my lineup last week. He's in my lineup again this week. So it's the first player we've had that is the same. He was on the injury report with a quad issue, no longer on the injury report at all. So we're not worried about his health in any capacity. Yeah, is the best value hands down. It's a free square, honestly. Unless unless you want to pay all the way up to get Travis Kelsey, it's a free square at the tight end position to go with Ricky Seals-Jones at $3,700, knowing that he's get, at nothing else, he's getting the volume of a top eight tight end. And last week he was able to score. I don't see why in this game that Washington, I think, will be throwing the ball quite a bit shouldn't be having an opportunity to score again. Absolutely. So my flex position, I'm going with another bounce back week. I think that last week's kind of, um, you know, game script kind of took him out a little bit. I'm going Marquise Brown, $5,800 versus, um, versus Cincinnati. I think you're going to see some points scored for Cincinnati side a little bit. I think it's going to be a 31-6 game like the Chargers game was. So therefore Marquise Brown will have to be involved in the passing game. He's been one of the best, you know, productivity guys this this whole season until last couple last to last game, I should say. Um, I love his involvement. I'm not worried about the volume because I think they're going to be able to continue to show to get Marquise Brown the ball. Bateman came back. Doesn't really hurt him. Sammy Watkins was getting seven targets a game before. It didn't hurt Marquise Brown. actually helped him. So for me, Marquise Brown, $5,800. I'm actually glad he had a bad week because his price tag came, came down a little bit, and I'm loving this matchup. Yeah, and he dropped a touchdown last week. So his, his game could have been a hell of a lot better than what it wound up being anyway. And yeah, I love that you bring up the Sammy Watkins point because everybody's worried about, okay, Rashad Bateman, does that take away the targets? Well, not yet. Not until Sammy Watkins is also on the field, which he's not going to be. He was ruled out. So you don't have to worry about that aspect of it. You can expect Marquise Brown to get the same targets he's been getting. Lamar Jackson still leads the league in average yards depth of a pass attempt. So that's all you really care about. And he's looking good. And they, they're going to keep taking their shots off of play action. With the with Latavius Murray out, the running game takes even more of a hit. So they might have to lean on the passing game a little bit more in this matchup. At fifty eight hundred or fifty nine hundred dollars, excuse me, not many guys are going to have the upside of a Marquise Brown who do have top five upside because of his capability. Yeah, and like I said, been one of the more productive receivers this entire season. So I love the upside. I love the opportunity. I also like to move him around. So you're not too worried about him just lining up on the outside or you know, them trying to key and taking him away because you're not going to be able to do that if you're Cincinnati's defense. Um, at my defensive position, I'm going with my my money luck. 
Um, I'm going with the Cardinals, $3,100 defense versus Houston. Um, I love, love, love this matchup playing Davis Mills, who's a turnover machine. I think $3,100 is probably the cheapest defense you can find that you're guaranteed to get production out of. There's a game to be highly, highly not close. Um, <laughs> we saw how much Mills struggled last week. I think he's going to have similar issues with the Cardinals. Not sure if Chandler Jones is supposed to play or not yet, but they're still going to be able to generate a pass rush. Uh, I think you're still going to have a lot of defensive opportunities for turnovers. So I'm playing the Cardinals defense, three one Honda versus Houston. Yeah, I tried like hell to get them in my lineup. I had them in my original set of lineups, and what I wound up doing with my lineup caused me to have to pay down a little bit further. But yeah, the Arizona Cardinals are going to be one of the top plays this week with that pass rush against Davis Mills. No doubt about it. We'll talk about why I couldn't get them in my lineup right after we get a word in from our sponsor here. Everybody stay tuned to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We'll be back right after this. When it comes to gambling, you always want to make sure you're getting the best bang for your buck. That's why I always bet with MyBookie. At MyBookie, you can bet on all your favorite sports with exclusive promotions, contests, and more ways to find your winning bet. Right now, when you make your first deposit with MyBookie, you'll instantly receive double your first deposit. It's easy. All you have to do is go to mybookie.ag, sign up, and use my promo code MDFANTASY, and mybookie will double your first deposit instantly up to $1,000. How's that for fast money? Use your extra funds to bet on this week's biggest games, including the battle between the Chiefs and the Titans, where airmail offense takes on Smash Mouth football. Look for the score to run up quickly and bet the over. This promotion is only available for a limited time, so don't miss out. Head to mybookie.ag and use my promo code MDFANTASY and secure double your deposit bonus today. That's promo code MDFANTASY so you can double your funds to double your winnings to bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie. You're listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Welcome back into the show, MD Nation. You are listening and or watching the MD's Fantasy Football Show on social media at Show, And of course, subscribe to the MD's Fantasy Football Show YouTube channel when you get the chance. The one thing I love about doing this show on Friday is that you have ample opportunity to check us out on your favorite pod streaming app for this one before Sunday. Make sure you get your lock bets in, your DFS lineups in and you have plenty of time to listen to us on your favorite pod streaming app, whether it be iHeart, Google Play, Spotify, iTunes, Spreaker, wherever. And we'll be back from 12 to 1 on Sunday on the Unhinged Radio Network at unhingedsn.airtime.pro. Make sure you check us out then. All right, Chris, like I said, let's get into my lineup here. And I couldn't get the Cardinals in, but I did also promise you that we talk about the Miami Dolphins Atlanta game again because I have two attack of Lavoa in my lineup at $5,500. Over 300 yards passing last week, two touchdowns, had 25 fantasy points. At $5,500, he's the cheapest quarterback who can still give you that level of production, again, due to the volume. No running game whatsoever. I don't care if they go with Miles Gaskin, Malcolm Brown, Savant Ahmed. It does not matter. They have no running game. They had the passing volume. I expect them to go over 40 attempts in this game. And I don't see why this matchup, game script wise would be any different than what we saw last week in London against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. So you got to add the fact that two is not afraid to use his legs either. So that gives you some extra opportunity for some rushing yards as well. He had 22 yards last week on three carries 
guy will scramble around, so he's going to get an opportunity for you to have a play. And he actually used some RPO action near the red zone, so he got a chance for maybe even an easy touchdown. This is one of the guys I struggled with. Um, in most of my defense lineups, I have gone rather Mahomes or Tua because I feel like they're the two best values. Rather, you're going to go high on the quarterback and spend, or you go to at $5,500, who really has the floor and possibly even the same upside as everybody in between those two players. Yeah. I will not make a single tournament DFS lineup without Derrick Henry being in it. I won't do it. I refuse. Especially this week against the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't care if he costs $9,200. He could cost twelve grand. I would still put Derrick Henry in my lineup because the man cannot be stopped. He is possessed. He's getting 30 carries a game, which is absolutely insane. I don't know which much more to add to that other than uh, Derrick Henry's awesome, and I will find a way to spend down at other places to make sure he's my running back one. Can't argue with that logic. Great matchup on paper versus the Chiefs as well. So part of paying down, of course, then we got to get more creative. And I like getting creative for this show because I give you guys some more value picks as a result of that. One of them being J.D. McKissick at $5,000. He's one of the cheapest running backs I felt he could pay down for but still have the upside. Antonio Gibson, he's banged up. He's going to play. But how much can he play? We saw last week he had to go in and out of the game because he's dealing with this injury. And because he's dealing with this injury, not that he wasn't getting involved before, but J.D. McKissick is leading more and more and more in the way of routes run, targets, all that jazz, which you're going to have to do against the Green Bay Packers, especially in this match where I expect the Packers to be leading for most of this game. So J.D. McKissick, like uh, your play, your running back play, I'm drawing a blank off the top of my head, DeAndre Swift, who we said has a possibility to get 10 targets. He also has potential to get 10 targets in this game, really off of checkdowns. And he also has potential, like last week, to get a few more carries than he normally would because Antonio Gibson is not at 100%. So J.D. McKissick at $5,000 is one of the more valuable plays for me, especially in a tournament setting. Yeah, I mean, I think he absolutely provides a great floor for you. You know he's going to be heavily involved one way or another. He continues to get more and more touches out there. Uh, has been more active since last week four. He's been out there about almost 50% of the time. So, I mean, 40% of the time. So you see him actually you know, cutting more and more into Gibson's touches. You know, you talked noted how Gibson's been banged up and is questionable at best what he can do. He couldn't finish last week out the game. That's why McKissick became one of their featured backs and was running the ball. So the opportunity for that to happen again. And like you talked about the game script, playing against Green Bay, they're highly exploitable against, you know, backs. They can, you can definitely throw the ball to the back out, backfield of these guys. And they're, they have no real pass rush. So Jason McKissick has an opportunity to have a nice game, especially at $5,000. So I have the reverse stack of your non-stack, which is my non-stack. I have Tyreek Hill in this matchup. He's at $8,600. Now, the reason I go Tyreek Hill instead of saying paying up $300 more for Devontae Adams or paying down a couple hundred dollars more for Cooper Cup. Well, we got the Rams are playing the Lions. The most popular stack, the most chalk stack this week is going to be Stafford and Cooper Cup. Most people are going to pay all the way up for Devontae Adams because they're expecting him to get his touchdowns against Washington, which he should be course correcting very, very soon. And he could be in line for a huge game too. But the guy I think who might be a contrarian play of the guys who can put up that 180, 200-yard performance and a, a few touchdowns is Tyreek Hill as a result of that. I think a lot of people are going to look Cooper Cup. A lot of people are going to look Devontae Adams. Tyreek Hill winds up being the guy left out. That's the guy I go with at $8,600 who is healthy enough He's going to have a great matchup in the highest over-under game of the week. So that's my only question. Well, I think he's definitely going to be involved in this offense, and I love the matchup. 
I also have some questions about how healthy is he. He was definitely involved last week versus Washington, but he didn't really have any big plays. Um, and that's what I, my kind of my curiosity is, is he going to become more of a volume guy, which doesn't hurt PPR purposes, obviously, but is he going to have those big plays? Can he get to 200 you know, yard mark that you're kind of talking about? That part of my question more so, but I definitely think he is option one and one A um, with him and Kelsey, basically the passing game. That's not going to change for any kind of reasons. And we already seen the Titans, like I said, he let up, especially with Stephon Diggs last week, having a nice big week against them. So there's no reason Tyreek Hill won't be involved in this offense. Just question a little bit about his health. Is he explosive as he you know, could be out there? And let's keep in mind, going into this game, Caleb Farley's out now for the rest of the season, but he's not even going to be available at the beginning of this game. I think Tyreek Hill, getting away from the quad contusion, it's a pain management issue, which is why ultimately I'm not as concerned about it. We have an extra week here with him recovering from it. Even if his floor is 24 points, I'm not going to be too upset about it, paying up that price. We know he has a chance to go off against the Tennessee Titans secondary. I stayed with that game, by the way. I went back to A.J. Brown at $6,300 because how could you not? Look, food poisoning and all, he still walked away with a seven reception, nine target, 91-yard performance against the number one defense in the NFL, which is why I'm sticking with A.J. Brown going up against a much better matchup. It sounds like Julio might actually have an opportunity to play, which is shocking to me, but he might pull his hamstring in the second quarter, even if he doesn't. A.J. Brown is the number one target of that team in a juicy matchup in which points are going to have to be scored by someone besides Derrick Henry all the time as well. So A.J. Brown, $6,300, I think is one of the better values in my top 10 wide receivers this week. Yeah, I think he's an outstanding value. You're basically paying for a guy because he's been struggling the first couple of weeks and was injured as well. But he seems to be back on track. Maybe not quite as explosive as you'd like him to be, but obviously still the, the alpha in his passing game that you talked about. Your only concern maybe is, is he going to be involved enough to get touchdowns because Derek County seems to be stealing all of those in this offense right now. Um, but other than that, I love the A.J. Brown price, and he loved the pace of this game. It's going to be an opportunity for him to score points, throw the ball. So he should have a wonderful floor, if not you know, really good ceiling as well. Brown's got to score sometime, but even if Derrick Henry does, that's why I also have him in my lineup too. So then I had to pay down. I went with a sleeper pick of mine, going with Darius Slayton at $4,000. Sterling Shepard, at best, is a game-time decision after he apparently suffered or re-aggravated the hamstring injury in Thursday's practice. Kenny Galladay is out. Uh, Darius Tony is out. So you're looking at a, a lineup of Darius Slayton, Colin Johnson, and a mixture of John Ross and Dante Pettis. I think Darius Slayton's safe to say, looking at a hell of a target share against Carolina in this week, my pay-down sleeper contrarian play of the week, Darius Slayton at $4,000. Yeah, I think it's one of those better plays. They talked about you know, through, through attrition, basically, the receiving core has been decimated. They're going to continue to have some issues. I, I doubt Shepard's going to play. Usually when you re-injure something or you aggravate something, teams are going to be more cautious with that because they don't want to kind of force the issue. Um, so I'd be really shocked if he does play. I think Darius Slayton's obviously going to be a guy who's going to be the number one target out there. He does have a connection with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones tends to like him. Maybe he'll get to run more than just deep routes this game as well. That'd be kind of awesome to watch. Um, but versus Carolina is what you're not going to run the ball versus number one defense right now. Um, so I think you're an opportunity for the throw the ball, him being the guy who's going to be the primary target. And we saw what Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen were able to do versus you know Carolina secondary last year. I mean, last week, there should be no reason that you don't see Darius Slate have an opportunity to have a big game. 
Yeah, and Slayton has the big play capability to go along with them. We talked about Ricky Seals-Jones also in my lineup at the tight end position at $3,700. My flex play is T. Higgins at $4,900. I think there's an absolute steal here for a guy who has, I honestly, target-wise, routes run, utilization-wise, he's in a 1A, 1B situation with Jamar Chase. Now, Chase keeps getting those big plays over and over and over again. But T. Higgins also has that capability. And the Baltimore Ravens secondary, make no mistake about it after last week. I know everyone was saying, like, oh, maybe the Ravens defense is really good. No, 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 no. Rewind before last week. They were still giving up big plays to perimeter wide receivers. I think there's a good chance for T. Higgins to get his big play game of the year at $4,900 for a guy who's ranked inside my top 24 of wide receivers heading into the week. All about it for T. Higgins. Yeah, he's another guy having quite a few other defense lineups. I love T. Akins' value. People kind of forgot about his role in his offense. Yeah, he was banged up a couple weeks ago, but he's getting more and more acclimated back to this offense and getting more involved. He definitely took over uh, Boyd's opportunity and becomes a secondary passing game. Trace is the big play guy. Chase has been kind of clunky as well. He he kind of depends on the big play. It's not like he's eating up all the targets. So T. Higgins is going to be involved in this offense, and he's usually their primary red zone target they look for in the red zone. So I think you need points scored. This isn't the Chargers, as you talked about. And this defense for the Ravens, I think they're going to make a conscious effort to take away Chase, which is going to leave taking Higgins a lot with one-on-one and effort. And I think that's a great matchup for him all day, every day. Yeah, 100%. I stayed with this game. And Chris, we talked about this last week. What's our strategy for defense? We pay down. We get the cheapest upside defense we possibly can. I'm going to Cincinnati Bengals. They are the most underrated defense in the NFL. They're $2,800. Now, on paper, this isn't a great matchup. But Lamar Jackson has been throwing turnovers with his more aggression in the passing game. So while they might give up some points, it doesn't matter. Turnovers, the potential for defensive touchdowns and sacks is all we care about. The Cincinnati Bengals are in position to be able to do those things in this matchup at $2,800. Give me them as one of the top contrarian good defensive plays that you could possibly have this week. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue strongly with that. I like to actually put extra hundred dollars, like the Ravens defense for twenty nine hundred dollars for that contrarian play. But I understand what your point is. Cincinnati has been underrated this entire season in defense, especially, um, and they're ba- and they're getting her back healthy again. They got their you know Bates back came at safety. They're getting their corner back, so they're pretty healthy on defense as well. They have been pretty good this whole entire season, and the Ravens offensive line really struggles, particularly against pass rushers. We've seen that even in the good games, Chargers will be able to get a pass rush and knock Lamar around. So there's a chance for some turnovers, a chance for some sacks. I think it's a nice play. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, RingCentral makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at RingCentral.com. RingCentral, simpler communications. What we're going to do now, take a quick break, come back on the other side. We'll get Mr. Chaz Florida in for our lock bets of the weekend. But before we do that, guys, 
Again, this contest, the MD's DFS contest, the link is in the social media accounts wherever you're watching this stream live. If you're watching this stream live right now, whether it's on YouTube or on social media at BillyUpMDFM Show, just go ahead and check it out. We'll post it again on Saturday and on Sunday morning before we, you know, before kickoff comes. But it's a free contest. Make sure you join. If you win, you get a free week of easy sports betting data and you get to have your name entered in the October giveaway for championship football from championshipfootballs.com by Mr. Chad Florida, who'll be on with us in just a second. Let's get a word from our sponsor. Come back on the other side and we'll win you some money. So stay tuned to the MD's fantasy football show. Your client's going away for 10 years. Unless. Unless. It's football season, baby, and you know what that means? It means we're going for two here with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. Blitzing through hairs has never been easier, and it's time for you to join the two million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by using promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. It's three and out the window with all the other hair trimmers. Now go tame that wildcat offense. As the world is starting to open, the Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is here to help you get ready. Inside, you'll find their brand new Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver, Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, plus two free gifts, Performance Boxer Briefs, and the Shed Travel Bag. The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is the perfect package for your package and a key for great grooming and hygiene routine to make sure the boys downstairs are smooth like Tom Brady in the fourth quarter. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at manscaped.com today. You're listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Welcome back, MD Nation, to the show. You are listening and are watching the MD's Fantasy Football Show on social media at BillyUpMDFF Show. And, of course, subscribe to the YouTube channel, the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We're live there as well. And check us out after the show on our favorite pod streaming app. And on Sunday from 12 to 1 p.m. on the Unhinged Radio Network at UnhingedSN. Dot airtime dot pro. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. Joining you with Chris Dowhauer. We just went over our DraftKings lineup cards with you guys. And now it's time to get in our lock bets of the weekend with Mr. Chaz Velarde. Chaz, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing well. How are you? I am great. I am fantastic, uh, sir. What is with the hesitation is what I want to know. You heard me hesitate a little, but I did just get off trying to do some social media for you guys because you were at 80% last week. You know, you gave up five teams and four of them won. That's pretty good. Um, but then I had so many windows open, I couldn't find you again. I could hear <laughs> you. I could hear you, but I couldn't find you. Marco Polo. Yeah, there you go. All right, so I do have one, two, three, four, five, six things written down um, to talk about, and one of them was you guys were four and one last week. Pretty yeah, good. well, I mean, we try our best for MDD. Well, here's so we what money when we had when we have the opportunity to do so. If you remember, it's only a three team parlay, but you guys kept changing your mind. So <laughs> I said, I'm bad them all. <laughs> so it had to be a five team parlay. The first uh, three hits. So that was nice. The morning, uh, you know what? Here's the thing, guys. When you wake up and wake and bake, it's ten o'clock in the morning on Sundays, and you know Saturday nights is really the only night I drink heavily. Uh, not that mm-hmm. I don't drink heavily Fridays, but uh, Saturdays, I, I, you know, I, as soon as I'm not at the gym, I usually go to the gym like halftime. My plan is always this. If you could do something during halftime, then like 
30 minutes of your life, you don't miss football, you know? And so you can get back and you get most of the fourth quarter of a game. You have action on it. So I get a workout in and then I, I sometimes I'm not kidding you. I bring the booze to the gym. And as soon as I get in the car after the gym, my booze is there because my booze has missed me all week, you know? Um, so, so that's where, uh, that's where I'm at in terms of telling people that, you know, golly, gee, four and one is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I, I definitely, I came out as you would imagine, uh, in the green last weekend, hoping to do it again this weekend, this weekend, I'll say though, and I talked about the Chris about this, you know, off air, it's, it's setting up very lopsided. There are, it, well, you have one of two things. You, on one hand, you have a lot of games that are not very entertaining, but will be close. And on the other hand, you have other games where the lines are huge this week, like Tampa Bay, Arizona, the Rams, all double-digit lines. And we're talking like 15, 16, 17 and a half points on these games. Yeah, no, and the other thing is last week, remember... <laughs> Vegas got their butts kicked. So when Vegas gets their butts kicked, everybody wins. And, you know, the Buffalo game, a lot of people believe that Buffalo game went that way because it had to, because Vegas would get really upset if they lost. <laughs> but, you know, all the favorites won those early games. So everyone was looking like a, a, a good handicapper. But there's a difference between saying a team's going to win, guys, and putting your hard-earned money and betting it. That's the difference right there. Well, yeah, and that's what we do on this show. The only thing we tell you to bet is what we're going to you know, actually bet ourselves. So, so we want to, we're going to put our money where our mouth is, and hopefully MD Nation will follow us along, and hopefully we all win together as one big, on happy that, community. On that note, on that note, I'm hopping on. I've been waiting for the over four and a half to drop in the baseball game because I've hit like six overs in a row uh, just betting overs in baseball because these teams, Boston's you know, hitting the ball well. Atlanta's hitting the ball. Dodgers are the Dodgers. I mean, these teams are just really, really good. So just so you know, uh, I'm interjecting here to to bet a bet. I'm betting four and a half, over four and a half, minus 168. It was like minus 369 a couple innings ago. Um, I really believe. I still have the, I have over eight and a half and over seven and a half at large odds, but this is my first. I'm going in uh, to try to get some of my money back in case it doesn't go over seven and a half or eight and a half. And I took four and a half over Boston at Houston minus 168. I like it. I like it. Let's dive into some of these NFL games. I'm going to give you two games right off the bat, Chris. You ready? Atlanta Falcons, Miami Dolphins. Falcons are road favorites at minus two and a half. Carolina Panthers, New York Giants. Carolina Panthers are road favorites at minus two and a half. Over under for the the Falcons Dolphins games at forty eight. Over under for the Carolina Panthers and Giants game is at forty two. Anything you're betting there? I am all over that Carolina Giants score. I think that, that Carolina is definitely going to win by at least two and a half points. I think this is going to be a not a close game. I think you're going to see Carolina clearly be able to beat this team. You know, we talked about some of our DFS picks for our lineups. Giants are decimated right now offensively. A defensively, they're not much better. So they lost Blake Martinez as a middle linebacker. They're not going to be able to stop the running game, which is basically what Carolina needs to live off of. You limit Sam Darnold's involvement in this game. Carolina should easily win this game with both their defense and their running game. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, and that's a game that I feel so confident about the line that I'm going to try to parlay it up with something. But yeah, Carolina Panthers game, I'm all over it. 
The Miami Falcons, Dolphins, or Miami Falcons, Dolphins. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins and Atlanta Falcons game, I'm not betting. That's going to be a no contest for me. That can go a lot of different ways. But that Giants-Carolina Panthers game, all over Carolina at minus two and a half. Chaz, is there anything in the data shouting out yes, to you? Yes, there in that actually matchup? is. Uh, the Carolina Giants game, boy, I skipped over that one like a little girl skips over <laughs> uh, But Miami has scored more than 20 points only once this year. Right. And it's now we're not talking about it's week three anymore, you know? Right. We got some we got some data sizes. Yeah, you got six six times. Five of them you couldn't score 20 points. Okay, let's talk today's NFL. How many games you gonna win if you in 16 seasons? No, 16 or 17. In the 17 game season, guys, how many games you're gonna win if you average 20 points scored? Probably four at most. Yeah, not too many. Exactly. So, yeah, but that's this will be cool because I've got one, two, three more things I need to talk about about college because I never got you guys on Fridays before. This is really cool. But uh, 630 Colorado State score uh, started. I didn't get a chance to mention that because I was on the MLB, but they have uh, scored more in three straight and they've allowed less in three straight. So every game they're winning margin is getting bigger because they keep scoring more and they keep allowing less. So uh, if you're bored while you're listening, let's grab your phone, log in, and bet Colorado State. However, last week I gave you a loser when I did that. So just so you know. Hey, we we all got to win some and lose some with the best of them, but you keep at it with the data. The data <clears throat> is the probability factor. The probability factor. So I have factor- all the data, and if you'll do what you just did, talk about the games, I'll let you know what I wrote down because I've got – one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different uh, teams mentioned, and you just covered Miami. What about the Giants Carolina game? Nothing. I skipped right over like a girl skips on a sidewalk. Okay, got mm. nothing. All right. What about the Patriots Jets game? That game is at minus seven. The over under set at forty two and a half. I look. The Patriots are so bad offensively, and they've done such a bad job of playing down their opponent and playing up to their opponent this season. Chris, you and I have talked about this a couple times on the show. I don't want to bet this game. They should win by seven. They should. But I have no confident feeling that they will. And therefore, this game for me is going to be a no contest. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I agree the Patriots should do in this game. They're clearly the better team. But we just watched what happened against the Texans where the Texans were able to kind of hang with the entire game. I'm very afraid of that as well. This team has played down to the competition all season long. They had an emotional kind of letdown, possibly after Dallas game last week. I I wouldn't be surprised. Like I said, I think Patriots are going to win. I don't know if they're going to cover, though. So you mentioned that. that They were winning that game early, correct? New England against Houston? No, they had to come back from behind in that game. They had to come back from behind. Okay, only because here's the stat. (laughs) It's six straight games. I don't know how many they played this year, but in six straight games, the Jets have not scored a point in the first half. Shut up. Zero. Five. They have scored seven or less in the first half in their last six straight games. I, I, you know, I don't have the record in front of me because I know some teams had buys. So it's either every single game this year and the last game of last year or every single game this year. So, I mean, how would you not jump on New England early and, 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 and assume that – because really, the Jets are just pitiful. They're just yeah. pitiful. And it's been, what, two, three, four years? How long has it been? A long oh, yeah. time. 
Yeah. A long time. Yeah. <laughs> Just Joe Namath. That's all I can say. Yeah. Joe <laughs> <laughs> Namath. That's a championship football. You know, sometimes when we make a football, championship football is the coolest president will open that day guarantee. You get worried because what if the team comes in and wins because we go back and do historical balls. I think we're safe with that Jets yeah. Super Bowl championship. You're going to be good for a while on, yeah. on, on that one, without a doubt. Here's a game I'm going to be interested to watch, but I don't know if I'm going to be betting this game. We got a minus six and a half for the Baltimore Ravens over the Cincinnati Bengals. The Ravens are at home, historically great at home in this game. Over under set at 46. I haven't seen an over under yet that I've liked so far with the matches we talked about to this point. I think the Bengals are better than people think. I'm taking the Bengals plus six and a half in this matchup. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to come down to a field goal. Yeah, so this is going to be really interesting. And I'm sure Chad's going to have some numbers on this one, but. I know the Ravens have been the big brother to Cincinnati most of the last couple of years. They've averaged since Lamar Jackson's been the quarterback, he's beat them by average 21 points a game. So I think that's why you see the numbers at where they are for this line. People are kind of the Ravens kind of repeat history and continue to have that domination. It isn't the same Bengal team. The defense isn't the same. So I don't think it's a horrible bet, but I don't necessarily love the bet either because I think a game could either easily go either way. I don't know if the Ravens, the Ravens can easily blitz this offensive line in Cincinnati and kind of neutralize it in a lot of ways and could be able to run the ball as well versus them. So it might be a game where they can kind of dominate, but I don't necessarily hate it either because I do think there's opportunity. Like you said, this isn't the same Bengals team as the past. Yeah. When I look at the data, I, I try to find things that jump out of me. And one of the things that jumps out of you pretty quickly when you're looking at numbers is when the numbers keep getting bigger. You know, because in some in business, if it's sales, that's great. If it's expenses, whoa, what's going on here? You know, and sure enough, Baltimore scored more points every single game, four games in a row. But you mentioned the historically doing good at home, and they're they've only played three home games this year. They got 101 points, guys, in three games. So you know what? That what do you know? You know that conference, the games are always close, it seems like anyway. It seems like in the eight years we've had sports betting weekly, the average, if three points would cover most of those games between those teams. Not every Except single Except for the Ravens. Game. The Ravens, yeah, the Ravens not, beat not Cleveland and Cincinnati pretty good almost every year. Right, but, but <laughs> in the last couple of years, they tilted up. Remember, Pittsburgh dominated them for a while, and so it bounces back and forth. So I, I agree that's a lot of points, but I'm not stopping betting the the Ravens team total over yet. Not not yet, anyway. Well, the team total over, yeah. I, I don't disagree with you there. I think this actually could wind up being a high-scoring game that people are not really anticipating it being. But I still think it winds up being close to the end. We'll see what happens. But I got the Bengals at plus six and a half. That's a lot of points. I got a game for you, Dan. Go ahead. What do you think about this Eagles-Raiders game where the Raiders are getting two and a half points at home? I'm not touching it. I think it's a game the Eagles could win. Look, last week you had John Gruden and all the emotional stuff coming off of that game. The Raiders really, they sent a statement. They beat up on the Broncos, a divisional rival, came out all fired up. That emotion has a tendency to simmer that second week. And I would not be surprised if the Eagles actually pulled off an upset here. Am I going to bet it? No, I am not going to bet it. But I certainly am not going to bet the Raiders at minus two and a half. This is a game I am willing to bet. I do think the Eagles are going to win this game. I do think that they're going to be the, I think this is a bad matchup for the Raiders overall. We saw a similar game where Chicago, where the Raiders really put out, kind of sputtered out there offensively. They struggle against teams that have good defensive lines and get past rush, particularly penetration, penetration up the middle. And I think the Eagles kind of 
showed me some things defensively. They're getting a little bit healthier out there. Still have a good pass rush. Offensively, I think the Raiders still struggle with the linebacker position, struggle to tackle people. So I do think there's an opportunity for the Eagles to kind of pull this game out. I bet the Eagles on this one. Chris, would you bet them outright with the money line? I bet them outright. All right, we got the upset special of the week, the Eagles over the Raiders from Chris. What do you got, Chaz? Yeah, well, I, I, I agree with him. If I like a team, I, first of all, I never look at the points spread ever. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. I never look at the point spread. My kid hates that. He says to me, <laughs> what do you got? I said, I got, uh, you know, whatever, Alabama uh, or, 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 you know, Las Vegas, whoever we're talking about. And he goes, what, what do you got? I said, I don't know. Well, you know, I can go on covers and look at the line and I'm going to go a half a point either way. But I, I try to tell everybody that'll listen to me. Most times the point spread really doesn't impact the game. The team either wins that was getting points or the team that wins covers. And like, it's like two-thirds of the time. So when it gets close, then I'll start looking. But he hates it. He hates that I do that because I don't care about the points. To me, the points are what somebody thinks should happen uh, based on what other people think should happen. right? Because the bookie comes out and says, I think that, you know it should be six and a half for the, the game you were just mentioning, Dan, with the the, the Bengals and the Ravens, that, yeah. that matchup, the division matchup, right? And and the other guy says, "Well, I'm going to bet a hundred grand on the six and a half," and now it's the opinion is it's seven. You know, that's kind of how right. it works. So, you know, in, in that respect, I skipped right over that game too. I was a skipping fool. I went through all the games and I skipped at least three because I said to myself, if I lost this game, betting this game, how would it make me feel? Would I blame the team or I would blame myself? And if I could say I would mm-hmm. blame me, I don't bet. Because sometimes the best team loses. You saw that with the Buffalo, when the Buffalo guy fell down. I mean, you yeah. know, that, that was, God bless the, the well, guys on our show had Tennessee, you know. So, Chris, I didn't have you on the show, and I talked about this in the recap show. Can we please throw some shade at Sean McDermott for being an idiot and not kicking the field goal in that situation and send the game to overtime when you had a chip shot and said this guy goes for it on fourth down to try to, Go for the win. And I saw so many people on social media trying to give him a pat on the back. Like, oh, we had to try to go for the win out there. It's a chip shot field goal. There's seconds left in the fourth quarter. Even if you got it, you would have to rush up to the line of scrimmage, call timeout, have about 12 seconds left to try to even go for the touchdown for this so-called win that you went for on fourth down. It made no sense not to kick the field goal and send that thing to overtime. Yeah, usually I'm about all about coaches being aggressive. Um, this is a situation where I think clearly you saw the Bills were the superior team in this game and were able to move the ball at will. So I would definitely want to kick the field goal and go into overtime. I would not have been afraid to go overtime and play an extra, 
especially a depleted defense that the Tennessee has basically had out there towards the end of that game. I just got really irritated with the amount of people on social media giving Sean McDermott credit for going with a win. No, that was stupid in that situation. I am curious to get your opinion on this, Chaz, though, because this is the game that, from an entertainment standpoint, I'll be most interested in watching. The Kansas City Chiefs, the Tennessee Titans, that game, tennis, uh, Kansas City is road favorites at minus four and a half. The over-under, the highest over-under on the week set at 57 and a half. Give me all in on the over in this game. I don't really care who wins it. I don't even know who's going to win it, to be honest with you. I would lean towards Kansas City because Tennessee's coming off of a big win on a short week on Monday night. But Kansas City's defense is so bad, and Derrick Henry's been so good that I don't even know if I have that much confidence in that matchup. So, but I do have confidence in this game going over 60 points. So give me the over at 57 and a half. Yeah, I, I, not only that, I'm, I'm hopping all over. Tennessee's over, team total over, too. Remember, okay. that team total over is really cool. When everything's working great and you're going to get the over anyway, that team total is usually the first one that cashes. And and then you're sitting around. So all of a sudden now, you, once you catch it, I catch a ticket on an under this afternoon at 3 o'clock in that UConn game. I had a better happy hour. I was at the Outback. You know Outback, the Bloomin' Onion place? Absolutely. This, that's not a plug. I just happened to be at Outback. And they didn't have the game on, but I had it on my phone, and I had under 12 and a half, and it was, their team was driving, and it was 3 nothing, and so I won. And yet I told my wife, it wasn't a lot of money, but I love winning the first bet of the day. I always have. I've said that if I go to the racetrack, and I wake up Saturday morning after two be determined. The Gets first the bet of the going. day, it really is. It sets the tone for everything, doesn't it? It really, it, it does. How about about sure. setting the tone? Go ahead, Chris. I was going to ask you about one more game that I kind of jumped out to me that I was curious to see everybody's take on, and that was the Green Bay-Washington game. The Green Bay's favored by eight. Okay, so Green Bay's favored by eight at home. Uh, I was curious to see what you everybody thought about that game because it kind of jumps out to me right away. Um, I'm probably going to put the largest bet of the day on Green Bay minus eight. That's how I feel about that game. I feel very strong that they're going to cover that matchup quite easily. Washington is in a dire straits. Taylor Heineke, the magic is wearing off. The Green Bay Packer defense, while still bad, albeit, but getting healthier. They're getting some of their players back. It might help them enough to do what they need to do to keep Washington down. I expect the Green Bay Packers to score at will in this game. I'm taking Green Bay Packers minus eight, and I feel really, really good about it. Today, let's paint with New Bear Dynasty so that you can be proud of your walls. Where is so Chad's right, playing so, commercials in the background. Well, what do no, you no, think, Chad? No, no, why? I just went in again. I just went in again. So what happened yeah. is it's a no-hitter through five innings. Boston's getting no hit. And, and now their team total's down to one and a half. And I said to myself, you know what? I, I think they're going to score two runs. So I bet it again. But the Washington football team, no matter what you call it, no matter how many emails you got, all they do is give up points. And that's really not something you want on your resume if you're playing Green Bay. Where, where are you at, Chris? You want to ask a question. So I think this is a trap game for Green Bay in a lot of ways, and I think Green Bay hasn't blown out anybody this entire season. Um, they've been close, a lot of close games, including against teams that really struggle offensively, like Chicago, for example. Um, I think Green yeah, Bay has been a 10-point spread. They covered 17 points against the Pittsburgh Steelers the week before. They covered the they covered versus Pittsburgh. It was twenty seven to ten that game. Yeah, they did cover versus, difference. Yeah, um, they didn't cover versus Cincinnati, but I am kind of curious to see 
overall, you know, this kind of how this game works because I think Washington is one of those teams where they have, they have a decent front four. Green Bay is banged up in the front lines, and Green Bay really hasn't been the same kind of offense they've been, especially since they were last year, playing a much slower pace, much closer to the vest. And I think this defense that you talked about getting more healthy, in some aspects it is, but it's a decimated secondary. Terry McLaurin's been kind of crappy the last couple weeks. I expect him to have a nice game this game. I think McKissick and and um, the running game actually can be very effective versus this team. So I am kind of curious to see if it's actually closer. I'm not willing to bet it necessarily, but it's one of the games that kind of jumped out to me. I was curious to see what everybody's take was. I will I will tell you that one of the funny things we had, and, and because I think you could hear my audios, is the trap game concept. The whole concept of, of a trap game, right? Because for everybody, it's different. It's a trap. It's a trap. It's a trap. So we used to play buttons. Uh, we uh, we have we have Princess Bride, right? Yeah. Everybody knows Princess Bride. The scene where there, he goes, I think everything's a trap. That's why I'm still alive. <laughs> we have that video and we play it on our show occasionally because the whole concept of a trap game is a real thing. You're dealing with human beings. We're betting human beings. I don't care if you're betting fantasy, if you're betting straight parlays, team totals. Human beings is what you're betting. And they look ahead. They do they do things like that. They look ahead. They they, you know, whatever they're looking ahead for, whatever reason it's a trap game. Uh, you know, next week's a bye. Uh, next week's our arch rival. Uh they they've uh they've beaten this team so poorly. I mean, the Green Bay, Chicago, if any should have a trap game which should be playing the bears right because you own them <laughs> so you own someone does. but i i just love the term but and it's a true thing if they're not you're not always right when you think it is a trap game don't get me wrong but hence you're gambling but if there's a real it's a real thing it's it's a true true thing if this game was in washington i might agree it's in green bay which is why i don't agree it's a trap game ultimately speaking uh I want to get a quick thing in here. The three games that have huge lines, Rams minus 16 over Detroit, Arizona, that line's now moved to minus 18. It was minus 17 and a half earlier in the day. It's now minus 18 over Houston, uh, Tampa Bay and Chicago, Tampa Bay minus 13, minus 13 at even money, by the way. Uh, is anything there, Chris, jumping out to you? Would you go anywhere on those huge lines for these teams? So I'm not a big fan of betting on the huge lines. Even though it was a team superior, I think especially in the NFL, anything could happen on a Sunday. And quite often, these games wind up being close. So we talked about some other shows about whether well, it's a garbage time touchdown, whether the teams are defensive playing prevent. Um, it takes just a little thing here or there to kind of cover point spreads like that. And team could dominate easily, but still only win by 14 versus 17 or 18. So it's those games I kind of avoid the best I can. What about the no, overrunner on the train? Uh, ironically, Dan, all three, exactly how you mentioned them, I might add, are sitting here on the, the next three games that I have the stats for. Uh, so you mentioned, first thing you mentioned was the Rams, right? Yes. They've scored 26-plus in all but one game this year. And now who are they playing again? Detroit. Detroit. Now, why does that seem similar to me or familiar? Oh, yeah, that's where the quarterback played. So you know what? That's. <laughs> That's kind of you mentioned trap games, Chris. That's kind of a, you know, the the going back to play. It's a thing when you go back to play. We saw you, Brady do it. Yeah, it's a it's a thing. But and he's not you going mentioned, back. They're coming to L.A. Well, what I'm saying, you're please playing Detroit. There's a, I think there's that a, matters. Right. I just think that's an impact. It impacts the game. How I don't know. I want to show these MFs. You know, <laughs> and he goes goes off. 
Um, but what about uh, Houston? Houston scored 34 points in their <laughs> in their last four games total. So, okay, I know the state of education in this country is down, but if you got four games and you didn't reach 40 points, your average is under 10 points. 34 is less than 40. They've allowed 31-plus in every single game on the road. So uh, that one, uh, I would I would be betting against Houston. And then you mentioned Tampa Bay. Right. They've got 60 points. No, no. The Tampa Bay scored 160 points. That's why it didn't look right. 160 points in their four home games. That's like Oklahoma playing at the beginning of the year when they play, you know, somebody they shouldn't. You know, or right. Alabama, right? Right before the Iron Bowl, they play somebody they shouldn't. That's right. how you score 160 points in four home games. So, wow, that was, it was pretty funny that you you were mentioning those names, and all those names are right there. But well, here we go with them. I like to usually cap off this show by talking about the primetime games. We got the Sunday night game. 49ers versus Indianapolis Colts. 49ers, this line's now moving. It was minus three and a half. It's now moved to minus four in favor of the 49ers, coming heavily more favorites. The over-under set at 42 and a half. And they had the Monday night game also for minus four Saints road dogs or road favorites, excuse me, in that game. Over-under also 42 and a half. I'm not betting either one of these games. You have two teams that are, or two matchups of four teams that are all pretty closely matched to one another. All have offenses that have struggled at times throughout this year. There's too many ways these two games can go. I'm not going to bet either one of the primetime games myself. How about you, Chris? Yeah, I sit in the same boat as you do, especially that 49ers-Colts game. I have no idea what teams expect for either side. The Colts could be good some weeks and they stink other weeks. 49ers have been the same way. I have no idea off the bio they're going to really come out and look like, especially with Jimmy G back at the quarterback position. In the primetime game you talked about, you got two desperate teams kind of playing each other, particularly Seattle, what needs a win. And Orleans, who's been playing nothing but conservative football this entire season, it doesn't match up well for me to kind of bet on either team because I think he easily go either way. Anything with you, Chaz? Yeah, well, it's funny you mentioned that because though I skipped, I told you I skipped a lot. I skipped this weekend. I probably could have pulled a hammy. I was skipping so much. I skipped right over Monday night. But I've been telling everybody who listens to me about those Colts team totals. You know, they're that's really, if you isolate a team score, and who cares if they're two and four or what they are against the spread? However, so I'm doing my research on that, and then you know I cash again on them that last week, and then I look San Francisco in their last 14 home against the spread, two and twelve. They've been terrible at home. Yeah, two and twelve. That's I, stinky. Well, I will say this: year. you're going to bet it would be plus four in Colt. That's just home games, so that means that's almost two years, right? Because yeah, it is two years. They've been terrible at home for a long time. So I got the Colts team total over again this week. All but right, we haven't like, done our we haven't done our three teams. Well, yet. I was going to kick it to you, Chaz. Do you want to kick it off this week? You want me and Chris to go first? I got to go last. Okay, you guys are too good, and I, I I didn't really handicap that well. But I'll I'll know between now and and when I get to you get to me. Uh, I'll go first, uh, and I'll, my cap or my my lock of the week for the three parlay bet for you guys is going to be Green Bay minus eight. Yeah, again. You know, if you if you allow all those points and then you're going to Green Bay, it's not a good thing. What about you, Chris? Mine, mine's that Panthers-Giants game. I'm going with the Panthers minus two and a half. 
Yeah, Jazz it's funny. For the I don't know. I remember looking at the notes and the, the Giants' road record is incredibly good and their home record is incredibly bad. And it really is. It's amazing how teams will do that. You, you, you see that. You see teams that do that. All right, so if, if that was the case, uh, the Green Bay one was definitely one that, that I was looking at. I know that you had mentioned something about Cincinnati. I, I'm going with Baltimore again. Minus six and a half on Baltimore. Okay, we got the three. So it's minus six and a half Baltimore, minus two and a half on Carolina, and minus eight on Green Bay is going to be the MD's three-team parlay of the week. I like it, guys. I like it. Hopefully, we will cash it uh, again. Guys, make sure you're checking out our free MD's DFS contest. The link is in the comment section below. If you're watching this on social media at Billy Up MD FM Show or on YouTube, subscribe to the MD's Fans Football Show YouTube channel. We will post out again on social media on Saturday and on Sunday morning. We'll be live from 12 to 1 on the Unhinged Radio Network at unhingedsn.airtime.pro on Sunday, leading you into kickoff. Chris and I will be back next Wednesday. I will be back on Monday night, of course, recapping the Sunday afternoon games right here for you guys and giving you the utilization reports and what we expect moving forward. Chaz, what are you going to be up to? Well, you know what? I, as you know, I had family in, so I took off from two of determined this week, but I did I did get to the guy's place. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to like a, do a 2B determined express post tomorrow. So rather than giving us an hour, uh, you'll got to give us like as long as you to read the 11 plays or so, because there's just these guys are too good for me not to share them with the world. Uh, in terms of me, I'm excited about college football tomorrow. But I am um, I'm a little behind, but I don't get family coming out to California because most of my family's on the East Coast where you guys are. It's a big poke, especially if you got kids to come out to the, to the West Coast. So I, I, I drop when they do come. I drop the football is going to always be there. You know, your family's got to be first. So I'm, but I'm excited. I'll be up uh, probably seven o'clock tomorrow uh, starting to, to do my handicapping. And uh, part of that will be, uh, you know, what Chris and I have talked about on, on that segment of the show. Absolutely. Wake and bake, baby. Wake and bake. We'll be excited for the next episode that comes out. Guys, take it easy. Have a wonderful weekend. And Chaz, as you always like to say. Yeah, always be cashing. Always be cashing. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.